Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. That's right. It is time to talk to Pete Sweeney. He's presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. Uh, I don't know what Nick was trying to sabotage your intro or something. I, I, he was blaming it on the ghost. I'm not sure what was going you on. You know there's nothing I value more than Pete That's Sweeney's true. intro. That's true. That is, that is an all-time for you. All there's at least one you. Uber driver that would be just so disappointed in us if that intro That's didn't play. Very true. That's very true. Put a camera on these guys. It turns into amateur hours. <laughs> That's, uh, that's exactly right. You're have, you have to come in studio one of these Fridays so we can get you on camera. Right. Uh, I wanted to start with McCole Hardman, though. We were just talking about that earlier in the show. kind of seems bizarre, Pete. Like, abdominal injury, then illness is what they were calling it. Now he's on IR. What's going on there? Yeah, it, it seems like something that, for one reason or another, the Chiefs are, are keeping a little bit closer to the vest. I, I anticipate... We'll get some more information at, at one o'clock. I, I tend to think Andy Reid will have some explanation. Just considering, you know, it wasn't more than a day ago they were like, "Well, he's getting better," so maybe there was a, a change in that. It, it's a very weird deal. I've never experienced this designation uh, when it comes to description of the injury, and, and especially heading to IR since I've been been doing this, which is a, a you know a couple years now. So I think we'll get more information at one o'clock, but. No matter what it is, what it equates to is the next four games without McColl, and so the Chiefs have to find a way to re- replace that production. Pete, is it concerning that the way it was described on, you know, from the national reporters who were obviously getting those sources from that said they don't think it's a season-ending injury? And I know I'm reading it in an inflection that is emphasizing the think, but even just that verbiage to me is a bit like, does that mean it can be? Yeah. I, I think anything is on the table right now. Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of what it could possibly be. And, and you think about things that compare to it, it seems like a very unique deal. And so, you know, I, I don't know exactly what it is. And, and this is just me for trying to throw out a comparison, but it seems like something may have happened, like similar to what would happen with Herbert randomly. And, and you have these just weird medical deals. And like I said, I, I think the chiefs are, are going to probably give some sort of further explanation today which will give us actually like a little bit more clarity on, on what's going on. And, and maybe there is more of a timetable, but for them to commit to the next four games and really five games, if you had the last one, it, it, it is serious. So, and, and just describing it in, in an abdomen injury and, and illness, 
Um, it could be a lot of different things. So yeah. again, I, hopefully we get more clarity in a couple hours here. Does this mean there any, they would be any more or less interested in Odell Beckham jr. Pete, if it turns out, you know, they've got an injury that could last a while and has already lasted two games from a Cole. Do you think that this uh, puts a little more rush into that system? Seeing how he was talking about signing around Thanksgiving. I don't think it does. Um, you know, I, I think once they got Kadarius Tony and you had seven wide receivers in the room, I mean, easy math will tell you that's too many. Uh, and so they were going to have to figure out a, a way to, to keep seven guys in the roster. And I was tending to think, you know, at that point, maybe Sky Moore would be the odd man out. Um, you have an injury to Juju Smith-Schuster now, so you're, you're thinking that maybe there's going to be a call-up with Marcus Camp. That's somebody that Andy Reid Reed mentioned. But I just think in, in the greater depth and, and build of the team, for what Odell Beckham Jr. is going to cost, for the amount of targets he's even going to be able to get, I just think based upon the value and, and what the Chiefs are going to value him at from a, a potentially a years and, and money standpoint, and I, I think they got their guy in Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Like I think they've seen through two games that he's the real deal. Uh, I, you know, it's a small sample size. you got to continue to see it. But so far, so good. And, you know, you have him under a rookie deal and you're not committing – X years and X money and to, to something that's pretty unknown after back-to-back years of, of significant injuries for OBJ. Pete, I had looked at the, uh, the Tony game as like RIP Sky Moore's 2022 season, right? That not that he was a bust or that it was shot, but his importance to this year's team felt like it died that moment. A little bit of life for Sky Moore here, Juju injury. And you mentioned, does this mean we might get a chance to see what Sky Moore has one more time? No. Um, you know, that's just my opinion. I, I don't think so. I think you're right. I think it's kind of turned into a red shirt year for him, which, you know what, it, it's okay, right? Uh, if, if we remember a couple of years back, Patrick Mahomes had a red shirt year, and uh, his career has turned out pretty well. Obviously not the exact same thing, but I think sometimes these rookies, they need a year to, to kind of get acclimated to the pro game, game. We know about the complexity of Andy Reid's system, and I just think it's trust in the other guys. You've seen Mahomes kind of get a connection going with Juju before the injury. You had MBS. You have now – um, Kadarius Tony, quite obviously, and you know, I think a very underrated, underrated player for this team is Justin Watson. Um, Watson, whenever he gets an opportunity, it seems like um, good things are, are happening, and he does seem to have a, a connection with Mahomes that runs deep to, to Pat Camp in, in Texas. And you know, I just think he has a greater understanding of the playbook, and he has that veteran experience. And so, I could see maybe the emergence of Watson instead of Moore, which I know is not as sexy, and, and people don't want to hear that. But he's been a reliable player for the Chiefs, and so long as they're winning games. I think that buys this guy more some time. Our Chiefs insider Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride joining us as he does every Friday here on Cody and Gold. In the backfield, we heard Eric Bieniemy yesterday talking about riding the hot hand a little bit, and I don't know if we really buy into that all that much, except I still think wouldn't surprise me on Sunday or the next week after that Clyde Edwards-Lair <laughs> would still have an opportunity, Pete, to, to end up being a part of this offense. Like I'm still not convinced that we're going to roll out the rest of this season and Clyde is going to continually have six or eight snaps a game. Yeah, no, I I tend to think they they're, they're being truthful about the running back by committee. You know, I think that's half of it. I think the other half is they're protecting their guys. Guys, or I should say, I'm sorry, Clyde has been a really good teammate for a lot of these guys in the room. You know, you look no further than last week when in a, in a way, right. Clyde's kind of been benched here and Isaiah fumbles. And one of the first people to go goes up to him is Clyde. You know, and that's something in, in Kansas City that I, I think we should lean into a little bit more because I know he's taken a lot of criticism, and, and it's kind of just been a product of injuries for him, and it's just not kind of going his way. Whenever he seems to get going, he's had an injury in his career. 
Uh, and then you draft the seventh rounder that the organization loves, and so they're going to lean into him with the touches. Uh, Clyde, Clyde's kind of just taken everything as best he can in, in stride, and I think you're right, but I, I, I do think the organization is going to continue to try to get Pacheco going first. I think he's going to continue to see the first touch uh, at running back, and so long as he's playing well, you know, I don't think you see much of Clyde, and I think that's what Andy Reid was trying to say this week. He's like, well, we had Pacheco going really well, and he's the first one who touches the football now, and so with that being the case, you know, you didn't really get Clyde on the field. And when you got Clyde on the field, and passes weren't great, but he dropped two passes and came out of the game. I think if he got a, that opportunity in the second quarter and he catches those passes and the Chiefs are rolling down the field, maybe he gets 15 snaps. But that's the definition of the hot hand. So I think Pacheco continues to get the first nod, but I, I'd agree with you to an extent. I think we'll still see Clyde mixed in there. And, and he does some things well. I mean, he's had good games for the Chiefs. You know, you remember that? Buffalo game where he really exploded and it was the reason the Chiefs won. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not the guy anymore, but he can be a guy. And I, I think that's something to remember. I can't think of how funny it is sometimes the things we get hooked into because it's not that this isn't important for the team, Pacheco versus Clyde. Jarek McKinnon's their most important running back, Pete. He matters more yeah. to the team's success than the other two. I think, I think that's a fair point. Um, I, I think that could change if Pacheco continues to string weeks together. Um, but as far as being a third down back and being a pass first team and just the the pride he puts into pass protection and just how good he is at it, you know, I think that's a, a fair case to be made. And one thing that you notice about McKinnon, too, is is he's a spark guy and, and kind of like Travis Kelsey in a way. Like sometimes when the team's in a rut, you dial up Kelsey. And then sometimes when the team's doing a good job defending Kelsey, you hit Jarek McKinnon in the backfield and he explodes for 18 yards and suddenly it's a different game. And so I think that's a fair case to be made, but I think that could change if Isaiah Pacheco continues to string together these good games and has these you know, near 100-yard performances, and that obviously will, will become a thing. Over in the AFC, as we're talking to Pete Sweeney here on Cody and Gold, it's just a bigger picture and looking at the one seed. Suddenly the Baltimore Ravens seemingly might, might be just as much as a team to keep an eye on as the Buffalo Bills. When you look at the, the AFC, are there two teams, three teams? Who do you think the Chiefs should be concerned about when it comes to the number one seed? I think it's Miami right now. I know that's crazy to say, uh, but they're they're winning a lot of games, and, and Tua is playing really well and showing me things, and I think all of us things that we didn't really think he was capable of. Uh, and this is hard to say, but it's true. Like, Tyreek Hill's still the best receiver in the league. He's even taken maybe a step further uh, in Miami, and I think Miami is a team that could go blow for blow with the Chiefs if it, if it came to a shootout. I'm not saying that, that they necessarily can – win a playoff game. I think it's hard to win in the playoffs and experience matters there. But I, I just think they're a, a very interesting team. Like you look at Buffalo now, and it's wild that we're here, but they're a bad loss in Detroit against Cleveland away from maybe being on the outside of the playoff bubble. So how could it be Buffalo, you know, at this stage? But I do like Baltimore uh, as well. I, I think they're, they're still a team that always hangs around and um, they've, they've kind of had this chief's, mountain to climb themselves and, and it gets a little bit overlooked because of just how obsessed with B Buffalo, the, the national media is, but I, you know, I'm not as concerned with Buffalo anymore. And it's, it's crazy uh, how much five weeks can, can change your mind about something. I guess we're all just discounting the Titans, Pete. I didn't, I noticed you didn't mention them. We just talked about how we don't believe in them. So it's fine. I think their defense is, is a playoff caliber defense. I, I just, I don't know. They always, have Derrick Henry and he's rolling into the playoffs and, and then eventually they get beat by somebody. 
Uh, so until I see otherwise, it's just hard to consider them a, a true contender to what the Chiefs want to accomplish. Pete, this game against the Chargers on Sunday, if the Chiefs win, the division is dead, dead. I don't know that it even matters. The Chiefs could lose this game, and I still think they're winning the AFC West. Well, I don't think they're going to lose either. And and this is something that I tweeted out, and people were like, no, 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 they're going to play. I, we, we did a podcast on Arrowhead Pride, and I was able to talk to Matt Money Smith, who is the Mitch Holtis of the Los Angeles Chargers. And he was telling me that he thinks it might be a stretch for both of these guys to play in the game. And, like, let's be honest, and I don't think I'm jinxing anything when I say if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen don't play in this game, there's no way Kansas City loses. I I mean, I know that they're missing uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I know that they're missing Nicole Hardman. But I just think they're built to win that football game, especially with the way the defense is playing well uh, or how they're playing. Like, I don't think Palmer and Carter are going to be able to to beat the Chiefs. I understand that you'll have to – zone in on Eckler, but if those other two guys aren't playing, you can zone in on Eckler. And so I think it's just something to watch. I, I'm not, I don't think it's as, as much of a given as people are saying based upon what Smith told me that these two receivers play. I think maybe you get one of them. Pete Swinney, our Chiefs insider from, uh, from Arrowhead Pride. He joins us every Friday. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you uh, next week. Cody, looking forward to the benefit that you, you, know, you only invited me to later tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That did happen. Now, in well, fairness I mean, to Pete's you, coming with me to fairness, a charity event later today. Pete has been, Nick, Pete has been Cody's plus one at so many events. Recently. Now, I will say in fairness to Cody, uh, we did invite you Monday. You just didn't show up. But Pete Sweeney has gone to any, any event Cody goes to. Pete Sweeney tags along. So originally my, along. my sister was going to come because had, we had two tickets each for a Creed Humphrey event that took place on Monday that we yeah. got to anth- do a Q&A for. And I had my wife, so then it's weird. You know, like, all right, I got one more ticket. So I invited my sister. She was unable to make it. I invited one other person. They weren't able to make it, and I thought maybe Pete would want to come. Pete did come, tagged along. You didn't even invite anybody. No. You had two tickets. I could have let Pete bring his girlfriend. Only had, only had one ticket. We each were supposed to have one invite. Total of four people. No, I believe we had a six-person table. Is that incorrect? I believe it was four total. Oh, well, then I've miscalculated. But tonight, I believe I believed that to be four, including ourselves, or yeah, not including yeah, ourselves. including ourselves. No, I, I, I believed it oh, to be six, oh, including ourselves. I'm not sure. Well, we have to go back through those emails, and know. I'm not going to do that no, because the event matter. already happened. We'll wait till next. Year. But yeah, Pete's going to come with me to a charity event tonight. Nick, if Cody would invite you to tonight's event, would you have gone? No. Yeah, I definitely would have came tonight. <laughs> What? You didn't even come to the one uh, on Monday. Yeah, but that but that was that was a different day. Do you hate charity? No, I love charity. <laughs> <laughs> love charity. Cody and Gold Toy Drive next yeah. month. Tuesday, December 13th. 4 to 7 p.m. At Jefferson to North KC. Looking forward to it. New unwrapped toys like last year. Bring those in. We'll all be dressed up as Santa so your kid can get a photo with Santa. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. Yep, exactly. All of your holiday needs. I, I just like the idea that somebody's sending out a Christmas card with their kid with Santa, but somehow it's us as Santa, the saddest of the Santas. Not a single one of us has a, I mean, do we even have a fake beard last year? Was there a fake Santa beard that went with that costume? Yeah, I think. Uh, I felt like you just had your beard. Yeah. Because you were still wearing it from the Chiefs winning streak that continued on. That's right. That's right. It did happen. And Nick always has a beard, so I imagine I was just cleanly shaven, like how I am most of the time, except for for this. How much longer do I have on this? It's thing? actually looking better today. It is today's the best day it's looked for you. <laughs> this is its best day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Feels like a bit of a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it. Well, because now you can actually see what's going on a little bit. Like, oh, he's he's actually he is doing it. You know, what? He, <laughs> he is trying he to is, grow a beard. He is doing it. Yeah, that's all. Eighteen days later. 
I think it would take six months, and then it would look like a, a normal six months. I don't think. Eh. There's some spots that you can just tell it's not going to ever grow, though, man. Like, oh yeah. So I might have to get one of those derma. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to shave it in this? 12 days. You keep bringing up this That's the derma. only thing I know that exists keep... to make hair grow where it doesn't Is that belong. a real thing? I don't know. You keep br- you, I know you said that. It's probably like the people who like claim they can cure baldness for people. It's probably fake <laughs> and not a real thing, but I don't know. Just the Imagine only thing Cody I've ever... during breaks rolling his face to try to stunt <laughs> hair follicle growth. Or not stunt, but bring out hair. Bring oh. out. Huh. All right, let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. Uh, none of us have been to Mongolia, I'm pretty sure. I have not. Uh, Nick, um, you? I I, I, it's on the to-do list. <laughs> it's on the, I know you're going to Germany. Maybe you'll stop over in Mongolia as well. Since they're just right, you know, right next to each other. Not, not anywhere, you know, out of the way. Uh, there's a mystery going on there where hundreds of sheep are walking in a circle for over 10 days. I don't like that. The sheep are healthy, they said. They have no idea why they have this weird behavior going on. And if you watch the video, it's, yeah, they're just, just conti- like, not running. They're just casually walking in a circle over and over for 10 days. It reminded me of the, the story we talked about with the ants, where it's like the, there's ants that will run, basically, in a circle until they die of exhaustion. And I wonder, is that, is that what's going on here? They can't just keep walking this in a circle for 10 days. This is what happens before it turns out, like, the Earth's, in a movie, the Earth's core is stopped. And a team is going to have to drill into it to fix it, right? Anybody else? Something, look how perfect up, of a circle they're walking in, man. It's weird. It really is. It's it's very creepy. I, I don't know what aliens. Like what? Yeah. What were they? Are they waiting for something to like like summon them back to their planets? Like what is going what on? What if sheep are mm-hmm. actually the aliens? So what? The circle is how they notify that it's time to pick them up. It's like so hey, all the sheep in the world are going to get picked up. They say, "Hey, Twitter's ending. It's time." <laughs> Why just in this one place, though? Have they tried to like disrupt the circle? That's my question. Like, if you see a bunch you of shove sheep, a sheep out of place, that's, you, you know you. If, if you that's a, another way a movie starts, if, and it does not uh, go well. If any you see Sherpa, a bunch of, if you see, <laughs> you don't do that. You don't disrupt sheep in a circle, if, man. If there's sheep walking in a circle for ten straight days, did anybody think like, let's let's try to? get one out of there and see what happens and then get another one out and see if they all come right back and to keep doing the circle thing well i assume at some point they sleep and the circle continues no are we sure they're sleeping i don't know well they have to sleep eventually no the ants die because they didn't sleep and they die of exhaustion well nobody's saying that these sheep have died i don't know man well it's mongolia so i don't think they have you know international news hubs out there that are sending updates by the hour why not it's now up to 12 Mongolia. days. By the way, it's up to 12 days now. When's the last time you ever heard about literally anything happening in Mongolia? Genghis Khan. Yeah, mm. which was <laughs> how, many, how many hundreds of years ago was that? He cla- So it's now up to 12 days. There's 34 sheep. Only the sheep in one of the pens have been acting this way. So he's got he's got 34, but there's only 13 of them that are doing this. That 13, is number weird. 13, number 13 number as 13 well. 13 in Mongolia. They've been doing it for 12 days. What happens on day 13, Gold? Oh man! Thirteen today. sheep today. on day thirteen in Mongolia, randomly running this circle. Oh, Something's going down. I think we're past thirteen. I days would now. stay home tonight, boys. It says, but I have the charity event. We just discussed this. Uh uh-uh. uh It says uh, that thing, man. some are speculating the sheep's behavior could be caused by a bacterial disease called listeriosis. I guess also known as circling disease. Oh. Wait, so there's a disease that would just make you want to walk in a circle over Affected over animals are depressed, disoriented. They may propel themselves into corners, lean against objects, or circle toward the affected side. Outbreaks occur as a result of spoiled or low-quality co- low silage. 
uh, in sheep and goats. However, death usually occurs within 20 to 48 hours. Well, and they're on day 13, 14? Mm, now so. 14. It started on the 14th. Or the 4th, sorry. Okay, so I don't know what we do about this. Should we conduct like our own experiment and get a bunch of sheep? And see if we can get they're, them to walk in a circle? I, something's going to tell yeah. me they're not going to go in a circle. What do you think our access to sheep is? If we had to get a sheep at this building by two, could we? No. A sheep. No. Just one. The morning show was trying to get buffaloes. Well, that's a much bigger ask than one sheep. What's the sheep to buffalo ratio in Kansas and Missouri? All I know is after after first it was Russia and Belarus banning Cody's videos. Now clearly where the show's going to get banned in Mongolia. After, after Nick said Mongolia doesn't even have yeah, a news. population of three point three million people, man. It's yet like it's just some uninhabited. Uh, no, I'm just saying we don't ever hear stories coming out of Mongolia very often. Maybe because you don't care to hear, you know. No, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know but that's I a good do. point. I I'm. I keep my ear to the ground on Mong- Mongolian <laughs> happenings. I, I don't think you I'm, do. I'm the one who shared this story with you guys. So if there's anybody who doesn't care about Mongolia, it's you. By the way, Cody, can, you I, know that can I come to the charity event tonight? Yeah, why aren't you? Yeah, you, it's uh, the table's full. Oh, so. Okay, well, who's like the easiest person to kick off the table? I'm not. This is not like the guillotine thing where you were trying to decide who to kick out of the league, which ended up being Pete, by the way. And whose idea was it to kick Pete out of the league? It was not mine. It, it was, was Cody's idea. So no, it was not just, my idea. So you idea. could just double down and kick him out again. But no, I didn't. He can't Pete. kick him out this time, also because it would. He's bringing a date, right? Pete is bringing. A so date. that you can't kick him. You can't mess her night up as well. So, no. So he can't kick Pete out. He's Everyone who's plan. coming is bringing a date, as a matter of fact. So, wow. are you going to bring someone with you if I kick them out? Uh, I'll bring Pete's date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, basketball, football, wrestling, and table tennis are major sports in Mongolia, Nick. So, just saying, you know. Wow, I didn't know you were such an expert. Well, I keep up on my Mongolian history. <laughs> or do you have Mongolian Wikipedia page pulled up right now? I don't actually. Have you been to Mongolian barbecue before? Pretty good stuff. Yeah, great, great mm-hmm. stuff. Really is, really is. That's the trash of the day. Up next, we'll get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Back into the McCall Hartman injury, the mystery around that, and something that is being predicted already for this Chiefs offseason. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour, brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Coming up at 1 o'clock, uh, Andy Reid, live here on 610 Sports Radio. Want to hear from him, of course, about the injury status from Nicole Hartman. Well, we know he's on IR, but just if there's anything more that he's willing to share when it comes to what's going on there. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster's been in concussion protocol all week. I imagine he will uh, be ruled out. Official injury report comes out later on today as well. If you want to be entertained uh, after the the show, you should check out our Facebook page and also our social media channels as uh, I think they just pushed out our World Cup previews for next week just how smart we are with geography as a station it is easily one of my uh, weakest <laughs> knowledge points and uh, i think each day is starting today through next week they will be putting out videos of some things we did related to the world cup and you can find out how little we actually know about these countries that are in the world cup and soccer in in general turns out i don't know that many capitals yeah uh that was the case i don't know everybody. how it was for you but yeah. um well, and I think most of the ones they posted are the ones we got wrong. Even the ones we got right, I don't know how Nick, many. Did you of get some right? He got Netherlands correct. Yeah, he's like, I guess. Amst- he's like, I guess Amsterdam nailed that one. Anyway, go check out the video. I'm not going to spoil every little bit of it, but go check out the video. It's kind of funny. I struggled. Everybody. Geography's not. I would have admitted before this, geography not a strength. Yeah. But then they're asking like, name five players on the. Well, spoil the <laughs> every other video that's going to come out. What's the matter? What's it, a big surprise? I mean, I'm blowing just the big waste. surprise. Everyone was going to be like, they're going to be blown away when they found out the topic oh, of so it. You think, so you if th- anything, I'm just giving them an appeal to listen to it. Oh, wow. They might not know who the American soccer players are. That could be funny. Maybe I'll go check out the video. That was our boss's idea, man. And you're, 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 you're mocking the video. No, you know? I'm saying I'm not spoiling it by mentioning oh, what the topic is. Oh, it's a big spoiler, are. man. Big I didn't spoiler. get what everybody's answer is. I don't know how you answered. I don't know how Nick answered. I don't know how either of you did with American soccer players or who's their head coach or any of the stuff that we got asked, including capitals of the countries who are I am it. excited for the World Cup, though. I am. I yeah, am it's always fun to watch. I just don't, it's, I'm not going to pretend like I've got some deep knowledge I, I, base in the lead up to it. it. That's, that's why I had Rob Brenton join me on the betting show, to uh, that betting show, to give me a breakdown of where we should we should put our money and everything. That's all. 
Where should we be putting our money? Support should- this great country, man. <laughs> Just the U.S.? They're not going to win it. No, I don't have a single bet on the U.S. except for them in the group stage. Not, yeah, they're not winning it. Do you think someone's going to ask Andy Reid at 1 o'clock? Hey, Andy, what do you? Yes. What do you think about the World Cup, coach? You said someone will. Pete Sweeney going to ask? Oh, yeah. Well, should we ask Pete? We, we could have yeah. just asked him, I guess, in the last segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we should. See if Pete can ask about the World Cup. After he asks about McCall Hardman, you know. Because that's still the biggest question I have today. Yeah, is what is his go- mystery illness? What, what's going on? Is it really only going to be four weeks? And what this means for Kadarius Tony? Because I think it's a lock now that Tony's going to have a very nice role the rest of the season. I, I think that's pretty safe now. Juju's going to be most likely out Sunday. Couldn't could be out another week after that. We know McColl's out for at least four weeks now due to an abdominal illness. And so stepping up is going to be guys like MVS, Kadarius Tony, and yes, Justin Watson. And not not good for our or for you with our for our bet. No, it's not for, great. It's good for the over two hundred yards receiving for Justin Watts. But this is this is honestly very confusing. I've seen the Chiefs be coy or mysterious, or the Royals or other sports teams be kind of weird about injuries before. And obviously, sometimes college teams are really good about it, trying to protect it, and you're not really sure. Like Kansas never really admitted exactly what the injury to Jalen Daniels was. We just all knew through reporting or Nick or whatever that, you know, what the what the general injury was and what it takes. This one they called an abdominal injury. Then they said out loud he was getting better, which maybe Andy was just doing is like a blanket thing he says about literally any injury that's taken place that they're getting better. Then they called it an abdominal illness. Then he got ruled out for the game. Then they ruled him out for a month. And they and and the national reporting after that point said they don't think it's a season-long injury, which adds even more mystery to this question. The real thing is, can they cover enough when McColl is gone? And I think the answer is probably yes here. For this game, it's a bit concerning, Gold, because now they're out two of their, what, top three wide receivers? No McColl Hardman and no Juju Smith-Schuster? Being yeah. out two of your top three wide receivers is not an ideal situation. But fortunately for them, their depth is very good, and they have Travis Kelsey, which means they get to cover it better than... If, for instance, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, who were both limited yesterday in their practice, and for some reason they were unable to play. That, that's the luxury you have, though. And when you still have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid and how creative of a play caller that he is, like you, you almost shouldn't feel as confident as we do about like, oh, yeah, no problem. Well, I, it would not surprise you, I don't think, or any of us, if I told you that on Sunday, Justin Watson actually, outside of Kelsey, led the team in receiving. It wouldn't because, you're like, okay, well, like, all right, they got good rapport. Andy Reid's going to create some magic. Like, it would not – that Kadarius Tony could have 90 yards receiving and Justin Watson could have 70. And MBS Justin Watson could was the second-leading receiver for them in the first game. Yeah, just it's, ha- so you know. yeah it's happened. Yeah. I mean, so like, it, it would not be all that surprising. They do a great job of mixing it up and trying to, to lean into the skill set that each one of these wide receivers offers. And we, we know Tony most likely is going to fill right into that McCole Hartman role. So I would imagine we'll see a, a jet sweep or two with Kadarius Tony on Sunday night. Nick, breaking news. Pete Sweeney says okay. he will not ask a question for us in the upcoming Chiefs Pest Conference wow. due to the fact that you used that headshot for the video stream. <laughs> what else? What other headshot Nick did he want me to use? probably a what? Six-year-old headshot of Pete with much different hair. Much different hair. But the hair is good. What is that photo from? <laughs> what, what? I don't know. I, I found it from some Instagram video he did like five, six years ago. 
I have a knack for just uh, uh, being a an online sleuth and fig- finding unflattering photos of people. So you guys are next. Why? I don't know because it's funny. Can you send us some bad photos of you? Oh, we already do have. Your They're available. They're available. Do your own work. The one with him with the the two earrings. Remember? <laughs> he said, but it's not online. I think it's on his Facebook. I have to look. I think it's on his Facebook. Okay, well, straight to Facebook before Nick can go deleting. No, he's not going to delete it. That'd be messed up. Why would that be messed up? To delete unflattering photos of yourself? That doesn't seem like an unreasonable thing. For me, a lot of it is with this upcoming game. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it for the benefit that it is. <laughs> is that you? That's Nick. That's Nick. What do you got there? They only showed all at all. What the hell's happening in that photo, Nick? <laughs> I've been like 18 years old. I think I was on a vacation somewhere, just looking sexy. See that you guys <laughs> think sexy? I like how you think that's an unflattering photo. <laughs> it's an unflattering photo of you. I got to find the one with the earrings, man. That's the one that really matters to me. I'll take this for what it is. My uh-huh. concern is if you're missing two of your top three wide receivers, that could always give you a chance to cost you the game. But if you go through this game and we get to find out what moving forward um, Kadarius Tony's role could be, or next year, what Kadarius Tony's role could be. I do think that those can be interesting for a lo- you know, for for a variety of reasons for them moving forward. I will say this, Nick: the beard was a good choice. You also look better with the wow. beard. Than- that was like seventeen in that photo. But damn. Not that photo. By the, the other way, photos. by the way, that wasn't a cut. That was like, <laughs> like, oh damn! I just said the beard looks better than without. Mm. I think the beard's a good look for you. But that's not really re- what you were really saying. You no, were basically saying yeah. I used to be ugly. <laughs> yeah. That I means you're like, oh, now that I'm looking at your photos from the past pre-beard. I think the man, beard's a better look. Man, Nick, uh, the beard, good decision, man. Yeah. Like, that's basically <laughs> what he was saying. Ouch. I got to find this. I still don't. When did you have these earrings, Nick? Oh, man, 2009. <laughs> How old were you? 17, 18. Okay. Yeah, it's probably his freshman year of college or something. I'll scroll like back that. a little bit. We'll let you do that. And, and oh, I see one. It's got like a little tiny gold stud. Get out of here. I didn't get out of here. I look good. <laughs> no, this? Come on. <laughs> uh, you can see that hearing. Uh, who's the lady, Nick? What? I said who's the lady in the photo. I don't know. Probably some girl from high school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember every single photo that was ever taken of me. This was a, apparently her name was Grace, by the way, for what that's worth. <laughs> yeah, breaking news is right. <laughs> uh, God, you put a lot of photos on Facebook there for a while. You had a good run. It was the peak of that was Facebook. <laughs> yeah, was the peak fa- of Facebook. I understand. Oh eight oh nine, Facebook was much different than it is now. You think? Just a just I, a hair. I, I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> let's get back to. Uh, the Chiefs a little bit and it's November 18th and so it's a little crazy to me to think that there's already all these articles coming out about potential free agents and who could sign with who who could re-sign with who but ESPN they're predicting that Orlando Brown Jr. does end up with the Chiefs next season but Juju Smith-Schuster does not I don't think that scenario is all that crazy now you really? may not you may not like it you may say hey I would rather have Juju we've seen what Orlando Brown Jr. is okay I don't disagree with that necessarily, but I'm not surprised. I think there's a, a very real scenario where Orlando Brown Jr. is back and Juju's not. We just how many times have we talked about how nuts the wide receiver market could be, and knowing that he is the best option on the wide receiver market, 
and his age and all that, like his dollar amount could get to a certain point where they're not willing to reach that, that mark to yeah. where he could walk. And the, we, we know that left tackle, you know, they already franchise tagged Orlando Brown Jr. This year. But and I thought they could we all kind of wrote franchise. off Orlando Brown Jr. Leaving, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's still likely, but it's not, it's not this in, insane scenario that Juju's gone and Orlando Brown Jr. Is back. That's well, I not, hate that. That's not, again, there's a difference between hating it and not thinking it's possible. I understand, though. I think it's more likely they're both gone than it's Orlando Brown's back and Juju's gone. I'm not saying they're not going to want to do something about left tackle, and they were obviously willing to offer Orlando Brown Jr. a lot of money, but I don't think that number's gone up based on the way he's played this year, which has mostly been okay. He hasn't played better than he did last year. He hasn't improved his figure by any number, so I don't think that number's going up based on where they were, and if he shot it down last year, I think he's likely to test the free agent market and do it. Some of this probably comes down to the reason why I think it's more likely Juju and not Orlando Brown Jr. end up here is I still probably without any real proof think Juju might be a little bit different. I know for a fact Orlando Brown Jr. isn't. Orlando Brown Jr. wants the biggest contract someone will give him. He wants to be paid what he thinks his worth is. He's made that very clear because he got offered what I thought was a very fair contract by Kansas City. It was competitive related to the market as it had currently sit and the amount of time he had played left tackle. And I could understand some reasons why you think you could still get more. So he turned it down. He wants, he wanted a market value deal that he thought was better than the offer that the chiefs had had to this point. Juju has never done that. Juju's had a chance to sign twice. He signed back with Pittsburgh and he signed with Kansas city. And both those times, the market wasn't the thing that dictated his eventual landing spot. The first time it was a little bit, the first time it was, I'm just going to stay in Pittsburgh for Big Ben's final season. And the second time it was, I was going to take maybe close to my market value, but only for one year. And I was going to go play for a winner. So like both guys have handled it a little bit differently so far. They have. The only difference will be if Juju's coming off a, a, you know, a thousand yard or 1100 yard season. And that would be something he hasn't been coming off of entering free agency before, you know, like the last two years when he stayed in Pittsburgh, he wasn't coming off of a a thousand yard, 1100 yard season still under the age of 27. So that would be interesting. Also, we just know that the wide receiver market, uh, it's limited. There's not that many of them, but there's never any left tackles. We talk about that every year. How many left tackles are out there? None. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's definitely a scenario where, where this plays out that way, but it's nuts to me. Like on November 18th to even be like, it's crazy that they already put that out. You know, what's funny is there's a pretty good chance. Kansas, if they both became free agents, they would be the number one left tackle and the number one Mm -hmm. wide receiver in the free agent market. Yep. They would, and that's why the dollar amount could get out of hand. That's also why the trade, you know what? That's why the trade worked for Orlando Brown. I know that we we want to knock on it now because it seems like oh, even so you're, if you're on board with the trade. I was always with the Orlando Brown. I understood that one from the beginning. I'm just like, I didn't think it was a bad deal just because they don't get an, you, get to an extension. Okay, because I was say I'm say, that's the thing. They got three years of this guy. That's, yeah. that's, that's, I would have preferred more value, but it's not a bust of a trade if that makes sense. Yeah. You'd hope to get a little bit more, but to me, the trade was about the cheap years. The deal we'd be talking about after there's not the trade and they got him to an extension. They paid for the cheap years that they got. I think there's a chance, as the text line had pointed out, that it's a franchise tag and trade situation because they wouldn't necessarily want him to go, but they can also get a pretty good comp pick if they go let Orlando. They might not have to trade him. They might get the same value in a comp pick if they let him go sit in free yeah. agency yeah. and sign yeah. somewhere else. I don't know how high, like the highest you can get is a third, but you would think that that's a third. He's going to sign a $100 million contract. Yeah, someone on the text line is, pointing out they're saying Juju was in free agency last year when the wide receiver market blew up. How are you guys saying that, you know, he's not going to, well, Juju's not, not coming off. It was a bad year for him to enter free agency. Juju last year was coming off a season in which he had 
Uh, let's see, 129 yards. That's why it's different. I just, I think with this is the, this always goes back. Um, this goes back to the conversation we have with Carrington. It's like the notion that because he came into a bad year and he only took a ten million dollars, it's like, well, the league showed him they didn't want him. I was like, okay, the two times he was a free agent, he got offered, and he only got offered a one year deal, but he was coming off like an 800 yard season because big men couldn't throw a football. And so got offered a one-year deal on a prove-it situation so he could go get rich. Everyone was offering that, and they were offering him more to leave Pittsburgh, and he stayed. Then the following year, he's coming off 129-yard and a serious injury. That's not a great time to enter free agency. He's going to be coming off instead a 1,000-yard season with Kansas City that could have been a 1,200-yard season if he had stayed healthy for the entire time. And maybe, look, maybe. Still could. We'll see. Maybe a couple of games of injury is going to be enough to deter him. But it's not like he tore an ACL or hurt his shoulder or his elbow. He got a concussion. Concussions happen in the NFL. It will likely cost him one game, maybe two, and then he'll be right back on the field for a thousand or an eleven hundred yard season. And people see the value he's brought to the Chiefs' offense. I don't think he's just getting another three for thirty-six million dollar deal, which was the number uh, Carrington I think had thrown again, out. Sign him up. Sign me up for that in a heartbeat. In a second, if I do it right the, now. If I'm the Chiefs, uh, I, but if that'd be a bad deal to sign if I'm Juju's agent, considering what I think he can get. Christian Kirk market. got 80 million last year. I have a hard time thinking that Juju couldn't get more than 36. Uh, so, so do I. Yeah. I mean, we, you and I, you and I have been on the same page on that dollar amount type of situation for, for Juju. We know there will be a number that the chiefs won't be willing to reach. We don't know Are, what that number is. Do you still is think yet. there's a chance Orlando Brad Jr. Comes back a chance. Yeah, I thought maybe like not, a month ago yeah. we had kind of, most of us had kind of settled into, well, that was fun. This will be the end of the Orlando Brown Jr. area. He'll go through the rest of the year. Yeah. They'll franchise tag him or not. They'll move on. However, this is going to I think work. it depends, like, how much do they – how much – if the Chiefs are drafting 28 to 32, which is pretty much where they do, and let's hope it's pick 32 and they're coming off a Super Bowl win, is what do you think the, the rookie class is like at the tackle spot? I think either way, they're going to have to draft it. Like, they're, they're going to have to address tackle – in the offseason in multiple ways because we know that they probably do need to eventually find an upgrade at right tackle. And, I like how, and if they are going yeah. to, to move on from Orlando Brown Jr., the problem is, well, you can start, are we going to start a rookie left tackle and a rookie right tackle? No, what? You, I mean, you can't. You can't. With when Mahomes, I, when I have Patrick Mahomes, I'm not starting a rookie left tackle and a rookie right tackle, no. especially when that rookie is not going to be someone I'm picking at 30, is going to be someone I'm picking at 32 unless I'm trading multiple picks to try to go get one of the top tackles in the top 15 of the draft. So that, that's the challenge I think that they have and why I think there's still the door slightly cracked open to find a way to, to bring him back because gonna, having rookies at both spots, and if you say, well, they'll just go find a veteran. <laughs> Easy. You think you're going to find a veteran on the free agent market that necessarily is an upgrade? As much as we think Orlando Brown Jr. has been frustrating. No, you're who, not. Who are you going to find? Agent, you're going to trade again. Exactly. And that, that's the thing. And so those are their options, and that'll be a whole story all offseason. Other than extending Chris Jones, what they do with Juju and Orlando Brown Jr., those are, those are big, big decisions in the offseason but I'd rather not even focus on those on November the 18th. I'm laughing because the text line, it's like 816. Kirk got, Christian Kirk got the deal because of his age. Yeah, Juju, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> is four days younger than Christian Kirk. Yeah. Juju, They're the same age. It feels like Juju's way older because he's been in the league for a while. He got in the league at a young age. It feels like he's 29 or 30. He is not. Their birthdays are four days apart. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, today is Christian Kirk's birthday. Okay. And in four days is Juju Smith-Schuster's. So you didn't write Happy Christian birthday, Kirk. Happy birthday, Juju. Are you going to have that song out? I don't think it works in the framework of the song we've used for birthday. Maybe it's songs. time for a refresh. Maybe it's time for a refresh on the birthday song. Could be like a, a new one, but for Juju Smith-Schuster, uh -huh. get his own individual one. I think so. Have him come back from that concussion. Well, that might actually drive him away. That might drive him away if he hears your song. <laughs> it makes it worse. Might might actually. 
cause some more problems, honestly, if he hears that. Really? You think it's going to cause more problems? If he hears another birthday song, yep. I think that's a possibility. You know, we've been talking about Kadarius Tony, the impact that he could potentially provide with the absence of McCole Hartman. But also, how about at the tight end spot? Somebody like Noah Gray. And honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Jody Fortson gets back in the touchdown in the end zone and gets back in the touchdown column even on Sunday night. Noah Gray, we know the snaps have been there all year, but I think there's an opportunity as well that he can be a weapon for them. Maybe he's the other guy that we're not thinking of. We're saying, oh, Justin Watson. Uh, if we think that it really is a redshirt year for Sky Moore, and so, okay, it's while, while Juju and McCole are out, Noah Gray maybe is another answer to how Andy Reid is going to divvy up the way this offense could look for the next few weeks while they're without McColl, as much as it is eventually focus on Tony, maybe while you're, you're thinking it's going to be Tony, it's going to end up being Noah Gray that actually has a much bigger type of role for this offense. And that's what the thing is. They, they, they do have plenty of options. I just think even the tight end utilization could change. Noah Gray has had his best season as a chief. And it seems like when I say that, <laughs> that he should have more total yardage than 143 which is essentially, as you pointed out, Justin Watson's role in this offense, right? It's a little bit better than that, but it's not significantly better than that. But the difference is, is that you actually notice him on offense now. Like you can see that he has a role. I think there's a pretty good chance that he's going to end up being a, a mildly decent weapon for this offense because any offense that uses two tight ends and throws to both of them, it's the first, the Gronk Hernandez combo. That never happens. Kelsey eats up so much of it with his 12, 1300 yard seasons every year. If you just have another tight end, you throw to three or 400 yards in a season. That's significant. And he's gonna, he's on pace for around 300 yards and his role has been increasing. I think they kind of found something. He spent the first five games this year, totaling up all of 48 yards, which isn't very much obviously. And then he's got 45, two games ago. He had two catches and two targets for 20 yards the week before that. He had 13 and 12, which is on pace for his slower games in the early part of the season. They're using him a little bit. They're not using him all the time, but they have found those two, three plays each game that they like to get Noah Gray the ball. I don't I mean, I'm not trying to pretend like he's going to be Travis Kelsey when he retires. No, but it wouldn't surprise you if he's just, he's more featured because that that's the way that they can kind of counter what, what perhaps uh, the, a, the Chargers might be trying to do, but also knowing that you, you aren't going to have the same personnel out there. This has the feeling for me, I don't know, I will give our official game predictions in the 1 o'clock hour as we do every Friday on the show. Of course. I, I think we're all confident in the Chiefs winning this game on Sunday despite that just tells you, you know, how much trust, of course, you have in, in Andy and, and Patrick Mahomes uh, that they can be down Juju and McColl and still feel like, oh, yeah, the offense can be fine. I could see this be offensively where all this talk about Pacheco and Clyde and everything in the, you know, the offensive line and running game and everything like it wouldn't surprise me. This is one of those games where it has a Bucks feel. Not that the Chiefs are going to blow out the Chargers, but just that it might be one of those games where, man, the offensive line just dominated the defensive front and that they actually ran the ball and had over 100-plus yards rushing. And like, I, I, It wouldn't surprise me as well. And that they do go three tight end sets, but it's also to help them out in the run game. Nick, I'm going to toss it to you because I don't remember the exact stat, but I think this is the Chiefs. The Chiefs have played four road games, and they've scored 40 or more in three of them? Yeah, so the That's only wild. one they didn't score 40 in was the Colts game, but sure. uh, the Niners game, the Bucks game, and the Cardinals game to open the season all had 40-plus points. And, and Mahomes has not lost a road divisional game. That still That's stands. That's still wild. But that is me. still a real thing. We didn't even make a big deal about it this time. <laughs> to never Spoiled. lose a road divisional game, we're like, ah, we'll bring it up later. It'll be like the next one next year. We'll deal with it then. 
what is he going to lose to the Raiders or the Broncos it, on the road this year? No way. It's, we'll talk about it next year because we think they're all beating the Chargers this year. There's yeah. a pretty good chance we're going to get into 2023 and still be having the conversation that is he's never lost a road um, divisional game. Those are games you're just supposed to lose because it's the NFL. Road divisional game, you just lose those sometimes. It happens. It's uh, it's awfully tough to knock the Chiefs off atop the AFC West if you're not going to ever beat them <laughs> in your own building. <laughs> if you're going to awfully tough for you to, to not if, if nobody in the AFC West can beat them when they're in their when you're in your own building against them. Like that's that's ridiculous. But you're how right. are you ever supposed to win the division? Yeah, you're, you have to you're win not. your home games sometimes. Not. That's the thing, and, that, and that's that's also a big reason why the Chiefs' run here looks like it's going to sustain itself in terms of in this division. And yeah, it's it's at one of these days he will lo- lose a road divisional game. It's just nuts that we've been talking when, about this stat though? for the last two years. You yeah, know? that's that's really it. is when it kind of everybody started acknowledging it more about two years ago. But like, it's, wait a second, he hasn't lost one of those. But I mean, the crazy part is like we just started talking about it two years ago, but he's still he's never lost one. The stack goes so much further back than that. It's not just this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his entire career. He just refuses apparently to do it. And now this year, they're even better on the road than they are at home because they've scored 40 points three different times in those situations. It's just so uncommon, some of the stuff he does. Up next, we'll get to what's trending and look at a number that Paul Charchian gave us when it came to Isaiah Pacheco. And I think it tells us everything about this backfield situation. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 